Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I am your host, Rob Ludeman, and it's time to bring the orange. And we're doing it again with Barks. Woohoo! Yeah, welcome back, my friend. Uh, Barks, our technical director, and let's just call him our Microsoft solution integration guru. Does that work Ooh, for you? Guru. I hate All right, you don't like that. guru? All right, expert. Yeah. Oh, even expert. Not even expert. Yeah. You're All always right. learning. You're always. I know. Learning. I know. You are always learning. Always learning. I think you know. We'll, the the way we'll post this one, we'll do this after the first one that we did, so we don't necessarily have to go into as much depth on your past roles and responsibilities. With maybe just the understanding, if people catch this um, without listening to that one, that you spent some time at Microsoft prior to Pure. Yeah, and I mean, since we're talking about PowerShell, yeah, um, I, I think really the the big thing to point out is, you know, I started uh, looking at PowerShell when it was actually called Monad. Okay, so, so that was, lots of experience. That's a long, long time ago. Yeah, you know, ten years or so. This is deeply ingrained yeah. in your blood, and that yeah. is the topic, right? So, so for folks joining, we are going to be discussing um, PowerShell, right, in general, but also PowerShell and and what uh, what you've developed along with the Microsoft team from Pure Storage. Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, then going back to that historical aspect of it, and this is educational for me as well, since I didn't, I didn't uh, grow up in that land. Um, I was in another technology area that will remain unnamed, um, but sort of you know red and purple colors. Um, but um, and I guess we'll start more you know with 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 challenges for administrators, right, um, around automation, orchestration, those kinds of things. Like what's going on in the landscape right now? Where have we been, and where have we gotten to? Yeah. So you know, if we kind of take a step back and yeah. we, we look at the Microsoft landscape, you know. Um, you know, early 90s, you know, it was still very much point and click operation, right? It's, you know, administrators were the, you know, the great next, 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 yeah. you know, to finish something, right? <laughs> Hitting the and, box. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I mean, the rule of thumb is if you're going to do anything twice, it should be scripted. Yeah. Right. And, you know, that GUI world um, just didn't allow scale and being able to configure multiple machines and, you know, do all the things that are actually take an administrator away from having to sit in a GUI all the time. Right? Was the technology evolved enough back then to be able to do that, though? Were they making the best do with what was available, really? Well, I mean, that really didn't kind of get introduced until, yeah. you know, when you really kind of monad in PowerShell, right? right. Most of the other times, you were always programming against the Win32 APIs, and you know you had to either be you know good at C or C++ or you know a, you know a couple other different programming languages like Visual Basic and things like that. So it really still required you know quite a bit of developer knowledge. Okay, all right, and and that and that kind of fits with with some of the the broader trends that we're seeing right now around just automation and orchestration and things in that area, right? I mean, we, on our prior podcast, we talked a lot about APIs, and I think it's certainly related. Oh, absolutely. Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely related, but, uh, you know, I, I like that comment. If it has to be done more than twice, it should, uh, be, it should be scripted. Is that on a t-shirt somewhere? I don't think so. I think that's a business opportunity yeah. for us. Hey, there you go. We should pump I, those out, Yeah, and we should get that. All right, so going back to Monad, and 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 where was the evolution of that, and how did it become PowerShell? Yeah, so I mean, um, Jeffrey Snover, the, you know, literally the god of PowerShell, uh -huh. uh, you know, he's the one that created it, and the, the vision for it was to allow administrators to be able to do automated tasks, 
And, you know, that's where it started to evolve and it started getting into different products. So, you know, there really isn't a product per se at Microsoft that you cannot manage with some component of PowerShell. It touches everything. Yeah. It seems rather vast, though. That would seem to me like a challenge if you have something that stretches across all those boundaries, that that might be something vast. Or is it just that the sheer number of people contributing and, and the, the connectivity to it means that that's possible? Yeah. I mean, if you if you look way back, you know, when Microsoft released PowerShell, it was really a binary that was closed. Right? Okay. You couldn't really do, except use it, you couldn't really extend it that much. You could build wrapper functions and stuff like that. But now, you know, with PowerShell, Microsoft's open sourced everything. When did that change? How did that change? Well, you know, Microsoft has just embraced the whole open source community, right? Yeah. Um, you know, look, they they now own GitHub, yeah. um, right? Which is one of the most central drivers of open source projects there is, right? And, you know, putting, you know, open sourcing PowerShell, because if you're a longtime user of it, sometimes you get these errors and you go, what the heck does that mean? And you can actually go into the GitHub repo, search for that error, and actually change it and submit a pull request for it so that the the actual team looks at it and chooses or not whether to actually merge it in. So it's it's really kind of powerful of what the community can do nowadays with just core PowerShell. As I say, like a user-driven community of, yeah. of, of, of consistent and, and constant input yeah, and then back when you, into that. Yeah, when you look at PowerShell, it's, it, it was always born in Windows, right? Microsoft yeah. land, but now there's PowerShell for Linux. You know, you can run that on your Mac OS. You can run that on, you know, different flavors of Linux. So was that surprising to you, that that evolution? Or did you kind of see that coming just with the embrace of more open source technologies yeah, on I mean, the Microsoft side? Exactly. You kind I mean, of expected that to, to occur. Absolutely. You know, and now they're like SQL on Linux. So, you know, there is a big, you know, move into supporting Linux. Um, you know, in a really good way for different Microsoft products. And, you know, as we kind of talked about before, it's having these frameworks, right, yeah. um, and being able to leverage those. Well, I think it's all more about being inclusive rather than exclusive these days yes. too, right? Yeah. yeah, Right, the more things that you can connect and, and um, to touch you. Okay, so back to your history, and you even go back before Pure, as you mentioned, right, to, to working on it. So you've got an extensive... Yeah, um, yeah. I worked on it at Microsoft. Um, yeah. I worked on um, I worked on it at NetApp. Um, there was a you know a tool there called Data on Tap PowerShell Toolkit. Oh, yeah. I worked on that. Yeah. And then when I joined Pure, um, you know, we were mentioning you know I've been here for five years. Right. So right. you know when I first came here, you know I was one of the first Microsoft solution architects, and my immediate question was, where's our PowerShell integration? What was the answer? Um, people looked at me like, what are you talking about? What is that? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we're, you know, as a company, we're, you know, we're kind of born in Linux, yeah. right? Um, so it was very much, you know, still focused on Python and, you know, that, the kind of core development that, you know, uh, people do for Linux. So with all the Microsoft customers we had um, using SQL Server as, you know, one of our primary workloads, um, people wanted to be able to automate things. So um, looking back to, you know, our REST 1.0 implementation, um, I basically wrote all the commandlets and just wrapped our APIs and, you know, just kind of put it out there once again, you know, another one of these grassroots things, yeah. right? Yeah. And we just got an incredible amount of downloads and everything else. And I worked with a lot of customers to take feedback, switching things around, and then... 
you know, after it really kind of groundswelled up to have a lot of, you know, a lot of support from our customer and partner base. So what we did was we took the PowerShell toolkit, which I had open sourced, mm-hmm. and we actually went ahead and pulled that into engineering and created our, our PowerShell software development kit. So that's all of our core APIs. We cover 100% of all of our REST APIs. Anything you can do in the in the management GUI, you can do via PowerShell. How long did that whole process take, that, just that evolution, you know, from when you started to when you first got some things out, you know, that people could use? Yeah, I and wrote, then finally with the engineering engagement. Yeah, I wrote the first version of the toolkit in about two and a half weeks. Okay. Um, and then from there, it was just kind of, you know, customers were asking questions like, hey, what does this mean? What does that mean? So, you know, then I extended all of our help support. And then, yeah, I think it took around a year and a half or so um, to actually get things picked up by engineering. And, you know, from that point forward, we've just been constantly revving it as, you know, we release new versions of the REST API with, you know, with Purity itself. Yeah. Yeah. How was the feedback? Feedback's been incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think probably one of the, the greatest things that I heard um, when I was doing a, a pure user group, um, one of the guys came up and said, your PowerShell stuff's so awesome, I haven't even touched my management GUI in nine months. <laughs> right? So it goes back yeah. to, you know, do things twice, script it. And that's exactly what, you know, he did. And now he gets to focus on other business needs yeah. in the org, right? Yeah. Give me an example of something that somebody would want to automate, right? Via scripting. Just I don't know. Take me through something. So you know, or common. Say it's a SQL Server environment. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a go back to even just core basics. Yeah. Right. So you get a flash array. You don't have any hosts. You don't have any volumes. You don't have any worldwide names or IQN set up. So with the PowerShell SDK. You just basically log into the Flash Array, and now you can start building out hosts and volumes and all the connectivity for protocols and everything else. So imagine if you have a 100-node Windows Server environment, and you want to automate taking all 100 nodes, creating them, being able to add either Fiber Channel worldwide names or iSCSI IQNs, you can automate that entire process. So you can use not only core Windows Server commandlets, you can also use those in conjunction with us, mm-hmm. so you can automate pretty much anything. What would that? What What would the time take to do that manually? Uh, oh, manually? for that kind of thing, for that example you gave. Yeah, I don't know. Just manually, give people an idea of you know, know, the, the, the power and the value of this, right? Yeah, I mean, tracking everything down, worldwide names, yeah, IQNs, yeah. for that many servers, maybe a couple hours. Okay. Um, but if if you're good with PowerShell, you can probably accomplish that thing in about two minutes. Kind of hit a button yeah. and there it goes. Yeah, yeah. Big easy button. So again, back to your point, right? Time savings and being able to do other things rather than I don't know. I always use kind of the you know keeping the lights on, you know, administrative things. Where if you can automate, great. Go free up your time. Yeah. Go spend it well, I mean, it's not only else. yeah, it's yeah. not only about it, just an admin automating. Right, right, right. It's it's about that admin being able to give scripts or even wrapping scripts around, you know, a little web interface that now they don't have to do anything because it turns into an end user being able to do all their own provisioning, if you will. Ah, uh, so there's an aspect where you're extending that power yeah. to to other users. Then. Exactly. And right, you can share scripts and everything else. You right. Know, so 
I'm seeing the light a little bit here. All right, that's good. Yeah, that's no, good. that's very that's very helpful. Um, as a storage vendor, why why is this critical for us, right? And we, I mean, we talked previously about APIs and things yeah, about exactly. all being connected, but you know, for storage, we want to connect everything. But this is this is where they connect, right? With with PowerShell. Yeah, I mean, again, it's API first strategy, right? Right. Um, you know, our our two big things besides just having the core REST APIs is our PowerShell SDK and then our uh, our our Python toolkit or you know, if you go up into our GitHub uh, repo, you'll see it's listed as REST-Client. Okay. So that's the equivalent of our Python toolkit. Okay, yeah. right. Um, this is something that you're doing ongoing, right? Because if I go out to look at your blog posts or, or look at your kind of your personal blog page, there's posts around this all the time. So this is like a continuous development and updating yeah. effort. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're constantly, you know, as, you know, a, the, a team of solution architects, we're constantly talking to customers and partners about just different challenges they have. Um, we also do a lot of testing in the lab. So that means that if we're looking at things and saying, how can this be easier, we end up automating everything. And at that same time, um, you know, one of my colleagues, Cody Hosterman, yeah. um, he, he puts it perfectly. The reason that we blog is so that we don't forget. <laughs> right. Because it's really funny. So he and I do these Google searches sometimes for information. And typically he or I's blog is like the number, you know, one, two, three, four hits. Yeah. So it's just a really, you know, creative way of communicating with other people, kind of like these podcasts. Right. And allowing us at the same time to go, I think I wrote a script for that like four years ago. And there it is on your blog. Well, you're recording the annals of history relative yeah, to the yeah, scripting yeah. and, and, and uh, PowerShell. Yeah, exactly. And some of the work he's doing. What kind of things he doing with integration? Because he, he spends a lot more time on the virtualization side. Yeah. He's, he's tuned in with this as well. He's really focused on the VMware side. Right. Um, and uh, I... I give him total creds. He just released his first PowerShell module. I saw his and, blog. Yeah, yeah, and that's and his up Twitter, on his Twitter. Yeah, and that. you know to kind of um, so in order to get um, any of our PowerShell stuff, um, it's all published to the PowerShell gallery. So that's just an online resource, and you basically just say install module, and you point to the different modules, whether it be the SDK, the toolkit, or Cody's new module, and you just get it. Right, just installs automatically, and then boom, you can start using it. And we have your blog posts as resources that folks can search on, like Google is your friend. But I know also we have uh, a lot of guidance in the support pages, right? Yeah, so we put everything, and so you know, I'm responsible for this thing called the Microsoft Platform Guide. Yes, and that has all of our different Microsoft integrations, how to set things up, and then there's a whole session, uh, a whole section on PowerShell. What are the most common things you're seeing customers do relative to, let's take it back to pure, like to a Flash array? Um, what what are some of the things that they're automating most frequently? Honestly, I would say it's it's really the kind of the data protection aspects, okay. right? All right, taking snapshots, yeah, um, replicating those, putting them in protection groups, pushing those over to another flash array, and then being able to stand some of those things up, you know, using the automation that you know we provide. Okay, so it's really about the data protection aspects. Awesome, awesome, and you have probably plenty of interactions with with customer users. Any of those that are interesting where PowerShell solved something that was really challenging for them that you can think of? I hate to put you on the spot with these kind of yeah. things. But. Well, I would just, I'm going to go back to you know one of my original comments, which is when you look at administrators long ago, yeah. storage admins, server admins, whatever it is, they were stuck in a GUI world, right? And people don't want to be stuck in a GUI world anymore. Yeah. Um, and all of our customers appreciate that, yeah. you know, that we're actually providing that type of you know integration. Yeah. No, that's awesome. 
great development. Um, talk a little bit about you've you've done some work around what's called pure code and and sponsored some hackathons. I know not necessarily related, but I'm always interested when I see some of those announcements come on. What what are you doing in that arena? Yeah, no, it actually really you know applies to this whole yeah, area as I well. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah. Um, so we run, um, so we call it pure code. That's actually kind of our, our branding for it, okay. but it's code.purestorage.com. Cool. And what that is, is it's a pointer into three of our different organizations in GitHub. So we have, um, what's called pure storage connect. So that's where we release our binaries. So things that we support directly. We have one called pure storage open connect. That's our open source world. And then we have Partner Connect. So that would be third-party partner-developed solutions that would be hosted there. Okay. Um, you know, our biggest one is Open Connect. Okay. Um, you know, I think to date we have about 50 or so repos. Um, and all of them are either developed in conjunction with a customer or partner, um, come out from our Flash Ray engineering team, our Flashblade engineering team, uh, or solution architects that we just go off and develop different things, right? So, you know, back to, you know, the original toolkit, you know, that's still up there open sourced, um, pretty much just as, you know, a history thing. Yeah, starting point. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, I still continue to develop the toolkit, which I build wrapper commandlets that make things even easier, right? So instead of typing in three or four different commandlets, I just wrap it in one, and then, you know, you can use that a lot more. Simply. Condensing it down even exactly. more for you. Yeah. 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 So where does it go from here? This is a, a, continu a continual evolution, right? Oh, and yes, goes, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, we plan on having more hackathons. Um, that's where we kind of really start to understand what some of our customers are doing. Yeah. Right. I mean, because we are we do have customers that really push the envelope in how they want to build out huge scale environments. Right. And those are the types of things we really do like to understand. And does that mean we need to change some things in the REST APIs or PowerShell or Python? to really kind of support some of the things that they are attempting to do. Yeah, it gives us it gives us great input, right? For particularly for the development process for what we can do out in the future. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all we we take them in as feature requests, okay. you know, and try to figure out how we prioritize them. Awesome, man. Um, well, let's tell people where to go. I think we just alluded to that a little bit ago, but um, where should people go get started if they're interested in uh, in uh, trying this out or pulling some things down? Uh, I mean, honestly, the probably the best resource is my blog, yeah. which is purepowershellguide.com. Okay. So that has all the history of around our PowerShell stuff. Including the stuff you've forgotten. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, you know, going up to the PowerShell gallery, you can search for us up there. Just do pure storage search and you'll find us. Um, there's obviously the blog.purestorage.com. Yep. And once again, Google's your friend. That's right. Yeah. I can't. Oh, wait a minute. Am I supposed to say Bing? Uh, could, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you know, it's, it's lost its branding either way. But yeah. 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 But I, I, I wish I could claim that one. Somebody else, somebody else I used to work with would always do that when we were, when we were doing, uh, doing AWR reports for Oracle, you know, can't oh. figure this out. Google is your friend, go find it. It's going to be there, which is the same as your, as your PowerShell stuff. Well, awesome, man. Thanks for uh, coming on yet again to uh, share all the good things that you're doing in Microsoft. Later. Yeah, this was great. I really appreciate the time. All right. Fantastic. Well, thanks everybody else for joining. And uh, if you've made it this far, you know, I always ask you to please uh, subscribe, uh, leave comments, tell a colleague. That's the only way we can share the pure goodness. And uh, we 
we will keep these podcasts coming to you with engaging conversations and topics forthcoming. And with that, Barks, man, thanks. Always great to have you on. Let me know whenever you're in town and available. Absolutely. I uh, really enjoyed this, especially your radio voice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it comes out every once in a while. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap for Pure Storage and Barks. This is Rob Ludeman saying don't look back. Something might be gaining on you.